1: Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast coming up on this episode. It's a result show of the Big Bruce survey. We asked you guys to fill in responses to various questions about Newcastle's start to the season and nearly 10,000 of you did so. So over the next hour, myself and our NUFC writer Kieran Kelly will talk through the results, analyse them and bring you an insight into what is happening at Newcastle United. Hello and welcome to the Everything Is Black and White podcast live on Facebook, YouTube and Twitter and later on our podcast channel. Please remember to like and subscribe to whichever platform you are listening or watching through. I'm Andrew Musgrove and join us today is one of our NUFC writers, and Kelly. And we're going to reveal the results to the Big Bruce survey, which we ran a couple of weeks ago. Obviously, it's not been the best start to the season and we wanted to get your opinion what you thought of the situation at Newcastle United with Steve Bruce, the transfer window, Mike Ashley, and nearly 10,000 of you came and voted and shared your thoughts on the club. And We're going to talk through those results today. So, there is let me just count up, I think there's about 16 questions or so. Um, and we're yeah, we're going to talk through them. Nearly 7,000 on each question voted, so lots to get through. A big sample size, which I think is always good, Kieran, because um, you know, it's always good to have. A few thousand sharing their views, even though it is rather a a gloomy outlook. So we'll get on to the first question. If anyone's got any questions themselves to the results that we're about to uh, unveil, please pop it in the comments and we'll get through the best of them. We'll start in order with number one Kieran, And it is, um, do you agree on the negativity? Uh, Do you agree that the Chronicle are to blame for the fans' negativity? So this obviously goes back to what Steve Bruce said after the Manchester United game. Yeah. Um when our colleague asked, Did he go on holiday? That's what the fans wanted to know. Steve Bruce didn't like that. Um, I think no, we don't really need to be mind about what what he said, but the question was, do you agree? And we have 7,204 people responded to this with 65% saying no and 15% saying yes, which I guess just shows how wide of the mark Steve Bruce was. We don't really want to dwell on this one because it's kind of been dealt with, but he was he was wider the mark with what he said and I think this probably just re-emphasises the feeling amongst the fan base.
0: Yeah, in some ways I'm, I'm almost surprised it's uh, only 85%. <laughs> no, I, I think... I'd imagine in the days after that he, he would have regretted what he said. I mean, as we've written about, as, as we've said before, to think the fans... You know, the fans are incredibly intelligent. Uh they don't need the press. You know, it isn't nineteen thirty-seven. You know, you, you, you're not governed by what the press say. Um I think to, to say otherwise is is a bit insulting to them. I think he will have certainly realize that in the days after, you know, he's 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 coming to that press conference. Um obviously the adrenaline's still going, uh they've lost and he's he's heard the chance. Uh, it was, it was you know, a large, large section of the away end that day at Old Trafford, and um, I think he was, was telling me really the press conference was only a couple of minutes long, he wanted it over with, and uh, in contrast, a week later, when he did the pre-match press conference for the Leeds game, you know, he, he was much calmer, and I think he, he'd had time to think of, of everything that had gone on after that, and uh, as I said, to think that fans can't make up their own minds, they they're going to the games, they're watching on. I just think, as, as we've said before, you know, stadiums are no longer a safe haven, really. Um, I think it was very naive of certain figures within the club last season, maybe to think that it's just an online uh, minority who are who are so vocal and, you know, that isn't the case, as, as we saw at the Leeds game. And it's it's going to be there in the background probably throughout this season. You know, Bruce, I think, is smart enough to know that um, it's it's going to come down to the results. You know, you saw that there, the Leeds game encouraged me. Was yes, there were the chance there, but they were with the team throughout, and you wouldn't expect them to less from Newcastle fans. Really, um, that you know, when the chance did pop up around the other areas of the ground, there would be other chance of you know encouraging the team, and um, I think that will continue. But um, it, it's going to be there in the background. I think you know. It, Steve Bruce is only ever one or two defeats away from, you know, things, the spotlight again. So in a way he has to go on a run probably similar to the end of last season. You know, the, the team need to, to push up the table again because um, it's just not going to go away for me. And I think we see with the survey with the, the answers to come how, uh, you know, entrenched the views are really.
1: I mean, and he's got to start this this weekend. And the next two games are really crucial against sides around Newcastle in in the table. They need to. You would say at least pick four. You, you don't want to lose one of these games, do you? Against Watford and Wolves, you. I mean, bare minimum, you would say four points. You would like to think six points. But can you see Newcastle starting that momentum that you're talking about then and, and at least coming away unbeaten from the next two two games? Really, <laughs> yeah, that probably says out, No, I, I think what's the frustration for
0: me? Um, you know, years come by. They've had, They've had tougher starts. You know, yes, they play Manchester United in the first few games. Yes, no game is is, a, is easy in the Premier League. But I think if they weren't to pick up points in these two, having only picked up two points against uh, Southampton and Leeds at home. Um, you're wondering where the wins are coming from Um, because you look down the line you look at the teams that are coming before Christmas that December looks particularly tough Uh, they really need to start picking up points um, because you know it's still so early in the season there have been times of course in in years gone by where you know they haven't had many points and and it's come together but you don't want to be going into that Christmas period uh, certainly not with only a handful of points let alone the bottom three. I know it's really early days, but given everything, you know, that pressure building and the, the atmosphere, they, it'd be brilliant if they could get, you know, six points from these two, even four, you know, it's it's not bad. They just need that first win. Uh, it'd be amazing what that could do for them because you look down the lines and saying, um, you know, Cal Callum- mm-hmm. Wilson will be back soon. Martin Dubravka, uh, John Joe Shelby has his critics, but, If they're to keep playing with a back three, which I know is up for debate, he's really important in it. Um, Not a coincidence they haven't been keeping the ball very well with him out out of this team. So there are little shoots, if they can get that win, that would make you think, okay, it's going to be a slog. It's ridiculous. that We already know it's going to be a slog, but um, they they just need that first win, don't they?
1: We'll have our preview podcast looking ahead to that Watford game later today with Gibbo. So look out for that one. On to question two then, Kieran. Um, I do appreciate for those watching, the results are a little bit small on the screen, um, but I'm going to read them out so hopefully you can follow. And the, the, the full results will be online after this broadcast as well. So I'll point you into the direction of that at the end of the show. Question two, who is to blame for Newcastle's fans' negativity? And right at the top here was Mike Ashley on 57%. Uh, yeah. Second was the playing style with 22%. And Steve Bruce only got 1%. The the media actually got more than Steve Bruce. Um, I suppose you could say playing style is Steve Bruce. Some would argue, well, isn't that 23%? But this is the way that, you know the responses were split. Mike Ashley right at the top. And I guess, Kieran, that is the fact that in many ways, Steve Bruce is collateral to Mike Ashley's ambition and direction for this club, just as managers who have gone before him um, had been and, and probably managers to come after him will be as well if Mike Ashley still in charge because there is no desire from, from Mike Ashley to turn this club into a, a top-six side. It seems to be just to survive. Um, mid-tail may be at best. Hope a cup run comes along. But there's no nothing to get people excited and I guess looking at the results here, that's what people have have really you know, come out with.
0: Yeah, I think no one's lost sight of what the ultimate problem is at the club um, until Mike Ashley finally sells up. Uh, nothing's really going to change. Um, yes, I know you can point to off oh, certain people come in, it, it, it will be different, in, but it's always going to come back to the same problem. You saw that in the summer transfer window with Steve Bruce had... Obviously, done probably more than other managers. He got more out of Mike Ashley than some other managers in the past. You know, you think of how the, the policy changed last summer, signed experienced players. You think of how they uh, paid Joe Willis transfer fee in installments last summer. I mean, they, these shouldn't be big things for for Premier League clubs, but for Newcastle, you know, that, that they were significant. uh But equally, uh when it came to you know getting two loan signings, you know, Bruce is kind of. Hit that wall that managers inevitably hit under Mike Ashley. And I think for me it's um I wouldn't say it's encouraging, but you know, it, it doesn't surprise me because I think Mike Ashley, there's there's been a PR campaign almost in the past year whereby he is fighting tooth and nail for the takeover still. He's you know, every club statement bar one or two is about taking pot shots at the Premier League. Newcastle fans are intelligent to see through that, you know, and the club have talked about. Want uh, transparency from uh, the Premier League. We haven't really seen that from the club in other areas, and that—that uh, that is th- the biggest problem—is Mike Ashley. And you know, it is sobering to think that um, until that changes, you know, Newcastle are going to be where they are, aren't they? Um, and, and that is the frustration, and that's been the frustration for for many years now.
1: On to question three, and this is what Steve Bruce should do. Now, given that Steve Bruce only got about 1%, I mean, I've just gone, you just saw there all the responses to question two, so you could add um, the different Steve Bruce responses in it. we would probably take it up to about 3 or 4%, but, you know, he was quite at the bottom of the chain. He was certainly nowhere near the 57% that Mike Ashley and Lee Charnley, got. Um, This, though, doesn't look too good. You know, what should Steve Bruce do? Uh, 7,217 people responded, and 78% said he should resign 22% said he should stay and try and get the results. Um, You know, it's he's got a tough job to turn this around, hasn't he? Even if he gets a couple of wins, um, you know, over the next two games, it's still going to be hard to turn around the majority of the fan base, I think. And I think over long term as well, because he might pick up a few results as he did towards the end of last season. But as you said earlier in the show, Q, and he is literally only a couple of bad results away from. Everything turning around again, so that can't be good for him. That's not good for the club. It's not good for the players. It's not good for anybody. If that is the reaction uh, and the relationship he has with the fans, where he is on this kind of seesaw, he's got this balancing act. Which, yeah. let's be honest, who 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 can really win that?
0: Yeah, it's, it's it's you know he's he's had some some testing times, I think, as a manager. You know, uh, the the anniversary of the. The Halloween defeat, the Derby defeat, coming up next month, isn't it? And but I think this this is is has been his biggest test, you know. To as you said, to only be one or two defeats away, even after a run, it it'll just crop up again, and I think that's gonna be the narrative throughout the season, really. You know, I, I can't see him walking away. You know, it, it's not going to happen, in my opinion, and it's how. I don't think the fans are gonna change just because of that. You know, that I think the fans know he won't he won't want to walk away either. Um, but if the team aren't performing, they're gonna make their, their feelings clear. And I think Bruce recognises that to be fair, that they have every right to do that. And it's just this strange kind of atmosphere as a result, you know, where um, I think you'll have the, the chance going on throughout games this season and you know, newcastle have to have to find results still and uh i can't see him walking away as i said i just think he feels a duty towards his staff towards the players um admittedly he did say i think his press conference last week that if it did start to affect the players he would consider it and are we at that stage yet i, I think the players didn't crumble against leeds you know that first 20 minutes was was really poor uh, but they did respond. I don't think there's any doubt that the players are still playing for him. Um, and as long as Bruce has that, I think, you know, he'll, he'll keep going. He'll keep feeling that he can turn it around. And whether fans agree with him or not, he he still feels he can do that. So, um, yeah, I, I can't see him resigning, now.
1: Question number four, and it was whether Newcastle will be relegated if Steve Bruce remains in charge for the majority of the season. Um, And 80% said yes, 20% said no. And that was from a sample size of just under 7,200 people who got back to us. There is a fear, Kieran, I think, from fans that relegation is a very real possibility. We saw last season they went on that horrendous run. And and Mm -hmm. if that had been a few weeks, you know, towards the end of the season um you know you know it, it would have it would have potentially been a lot worse for newcastle i know they turned it around in the end but there is this fear that they are in trouble this season especially if callum wilson picks up another injury we know he's out at the moment hopefully he'll not be too long until he's back but you yeah. know if they a couple of injuries last season there's that fear there's can Alan at maximum maintain this great start the season that he's had um does he get injured does he you know his form drop because at the moment, Keeven, even with Cal Wilson and squad, the squad, the, the the plan seems to be, this is just my opinion, but the plan seems to be give it to St Maxim and hope he can do something with it. And you're relying on him, you know. Do you do you share that fear that relegation is a is a real possibility? Oh, I think
0: this season is a survival battle, and it's sober to say that, you know, five or six games in that I I, I do see Newcastle being an among the the six, seven teams, you know, I think, you know, there, there was a chance really to build on that momentum that they generated at the end of last season. It was one of the best runs of form there in the Premier League under Mike Ashley, you know, 17 points from 27. And that momentum really went up in smoke. You know, they didn't actually strengthen the squad. You know, for me, I still can't understand why you can't bring in two players on loan. I know there wasn't much interest in their fringe players, but. You know the idea that you can't bring in these guys who would have freshened things up, who would have pushed the players currently there, um, I, I found staggering. I think it was brilliant getting Joe Willock back. They they did well to get him permanently. That was a really important message. But you got to build on that. You know these are loan deals. It's not like fans are wanting two more fifteen million pound signings. You know, um, and the club put out that statement as we'll talk about later to explain why. Um, but for me, the, that coupled with the, the poor starts of the season, any sense of kind of building on last season just gone now for me. Um, and the idea that they could finish above 12th, um, I find hard as well. I do I do share the fans' concerns that they're going to be down there uh, one way or the other. And it's ultimately whether that experience that they have, you look at people like Matt Ritchie, uh, John Joe Shelby, Paul Dummett who've been in these situations, who can stay calm. You know, you've seen the players talking about sticking together already. It's sobering saying this, as I said, five, six games in, but I think that coupled with the quality they have in, in Wilson, so I'm actually to keep them fit, I think they will be okay, but it's to know already that it's just going to be a struggle. Um, and that's that's the most frustrating thing that I think there are a lot of clubs, there probably isn't another club, bar maybe Norwich, who are, are feeling that right now, but for me, what's concerning is last season Fulham had that little flicker and then they fell away. Whereas this season, I think they're going to be much better teams down there. I think the promoted teams that came up um, are better. Uh, Brentford certainly. Uh, I think Watford will. you know, be a really interesting game on Saturday, but I think Watford, you know, will they won't be caught adrift certainly come come April. In my opinion, I think they'll be in and around it as well. So they're they're going to have to probably, you know, match if not even better last season points total, you know potentially but you're looking at it even if they get a point per game between now and the end of the season that that still feels like a big ask because they've only picked up two so far so yeah it's, it's hard to feel anything other than you know pessimistic when you when and, you're looking ahead really
1: and i guess that kind of increases the discontent it increases the the anger and the apathy really from for fans because when you look at your cast night and you know what Best, yeah. it looks like survival is what you can achieve. Then you do, as a fan, you do look at it and think, well, why should I? Why should I pay my money and go to the game? Why should I get excited? You know, because fans want to be excited. They want to believe there's something more than just surviving. And I think when there's not, that just increases, like I said, the, the anger and the discontent towards Steve Bruce, towards Mike Ashley. But as we'll see, um, not on the next slide, but the slide after that. There is a realism about what Newcastle yeah. can achieve this season, and that is where they can finish. I'll get those results up in just a moment. The next slide is about changing manager and what Newcastle United could achieve if they change manager. So the question, will Newcastle be relegated if they make a managerial change before Christmas? Um, 72% said yes. 1,994 99, uh, 99, uh, people said no. Um, yeah. again it shows the job Steve Bruce has to turn this around. There's a there's a there's a big portion of the fan base who've already made up the right uh, their mind. Um, you know, that Steve Bruce is not the right man from Cast United.
0: Yeah, and I mean I think if you took that poll possibly even in other seasons, you, you might have got a similar result as well. It's just the results have, have obviously been pretty poor as well. And um I think We've we've not really seen Mike Ashley in recent years any change manager for Christmas. He's a particular liking for Steve Bruce. I think he you know, in, in some ways I think even if these results continue, he'll he'll let it run to the to really where a decision needs to be made. You know, I, I think um we saw last season, you know, two wins in twenty one, I think it was, and any other owner in the Premier League probably would have taken action then and Newcastle were very different. They stuck with Bruce. They felt that decision was vindicated by how they finished the season, but it's just whether, can this team produce another run like that? You know, can they summon that kind of spirit again under Steve Bruce? As I said, I think the players are still very much playing for him. You saw against Leeds how they kept going, but he he realises very much that it's going to be results that decide this. And if they're to go on another if they if they haven't got that win come the end of Wolves, um, you know, where is it coming from? That is the massive, and I think very understandable concern for fans, because I think for too, too often, uh, Newcastle are, are going into games, you know, against the, the so-called traditional top six, and maybe it's seen as a bonus if they get anything, but they proved end of last season, you know, they can pick up points against these teams, they can give them a good game, um, but if you're looking at anything like that as a bonus, then you have to, you know, do your meat and drink against those teams in and around you, and, and that's what's going to decide this season for me. And and so far, you know, two points from everything that was on offer, it's not good enough, really. And if that continues, they're 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 in deep trouble, aren't they? So um, they really need to turn it round uh, sooner rather than later.
1: We've got a question from Roger, and he asks, Kieran, do you think Newcastle have enough to beat Watford? this weekend?
0: Uh, I think it's a battle of two stars for me. you got Saar at Watford and St Maximan at Newcastle. I think they are two game changers at this level and whoever turns up on Saturday, I genuinely feel, could decide the game. Um, I look at Watford, they've got decent bit of confidence about them. They've just beaten Norwich. They started the season with a brilliant Open Day win against Villa. It's The crowd will get on top of Newcastle, not always relish playing a ficker draw. The ingredients are there one way or the other. I think this could be a game where they get that win. I think they do have the quality to beat Watford. If you can't beat a newly promoted side when you've been back in the Premier League a few years now, what's the point? You have to go into that game looking to win. And I think if they were to lose, it's it's a mortal blow, really, because don't want to be suffering defeat like that it will knock the confidence again they will have taken a lot from that leads game i know the defending was abhorrent at times but i think you saw in that second half after, after that changed to back four, it's that maximum they they have enough to to beat those teams in and around them but it, it, as you said earlier it does feel like it's that Maxman or bust at the moment um if you can't expect them every game to be the difference maker but we are seeing them have that bit of end product and i think on a game like that I, he really
1: has to relish and he has to produce something. Really, one hundred percent. On the question six, and this was the slide I was talking about about where Newcastle can finish this season. So the question was, where is the squad capable of finishing if they uh, fulfil their potential? And a massive. Let me just zoom in there. Fifty-seven percent said uh, bottom half, but safe. So I mean that is a realistic, uh, you know, aim. I think the Newcastle United fans have. They don't they know they can't achieve you know top eight with this with this side um I mean if you, the next biggest percentage theres uh, the top 10 um and then you can see it, it gradually gets smaller because you Castle United fans I feel are realistic um you know they often get um hit with this bat that they they have too high expectations and you know they need to be kind of um grateful for just being in the Premier League which i think is very unfair because at the end of the day they just want to see their club doing well This response, Keem, ensures that they've got a realistic outlook on what their club can achieve with this squad, even if the squad is at its best.
0: Oh, for sure. Yeah. I think you saw with expectations, you know, when um, various fans were interviewed before the Leeds game, that was really well done. Just what you'd expect pundits and journalists to do in in Gary Neville and Jamie Carr actually going down and speaking to five really eloquent and intelligent supporters who, you know, were were so honest about their situation. And you actually saw that reflected in the coverage thereafter. You know, Gary Neville, I think, has sometimes been a bit flippant, a bit, you know, Steve Bruce doing his best job. What do they kind of want a little bit? And uh, he he really, you could see what he got from speaking to those fans who just didn't have hope. And that idea of you going to a a new season without hope, you know, that you can't even potentially push for the top 10, you know, I think as you see in that, that survey, you know, there's still a decent few who feel the squad capable of a top 10, but, you know, they're very, very realistic to the point where, you know, if they can just be safe in the bottom half, you know, that, that's what they feel. And um, I think that is a, a fair, a fair comment. You know, I, I do think there's enough in that squad to, to, to achieve, you know, 14th, to thirteenth, even twelve again, you never know. Um but to finish above that, I think it it seems like a push at the moment. Um, but you look at across I think anyone who, who looks at Newcastle when you compare them to even Leeds um on paper Leeds have, have some great quality. But if you're to compare the two squads in certain areas, are they, you know, light years ahead of Newcastle? No. Um, I think there is enough there to to achieve a comfortable bottom half finish as a minimum, really. Uh, again, it's it's frustrating because, you know, we you want to see Newcastle try and push towards that top 10 that they're not already dragged into a relegation dogfight, but it's Mike Ashley's
1: Newcastle. Well, it's funny. That's like we almost planned the next slide because <laughs> it is what is the biggest issue at the club now. And Mike Ashley right there at the top, yeah. 39% of people um, from a sample size of 7,220. So not Really, um, surprising that. And I guess you know the second highest is summer recruitment, twenty-two percent, which you could easily just um put into that category of Mike Ashley as well. But yeah. you take him up to you know what was that? Well over uh sixty percent, because he then he is responsible for the summer recruitment. He is the man who signs the checks and 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 and, and you know allows Newcastle United to go out and buy players. The man who would have signed off, I would imagine, Joe Willick's deal and 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 moving. The, the structure of it and allowing him to come in permanently. Um, interestingly, Steve Bruce all the way down. I mean, yeah. I've added up the responses to Steve Bruce, and only seventy-three people said Bruce. You can see there on the screen in various different ways. Um, they said Steve Bruce. I'm not really sure how the count is different ways because I've spelt his name right, so I don't know what's <laughs> going on there. But anyway, it totals up to about seventy-three people, which would give you probably about a percent, two percent, if more yeah. out of that sample size of, um, seventy-two. Uh, 7,220 people so yeah no surprise Kieran I guess Mike Ashley at the top because at the end of the day as we've already said he's yeah. the man who you know he could wake up tomorrow and, just, and decide you know what I do want to make Newcastle top six side we know that's not going to happen but then he's the man with the power so it's no uh, surprise that he's the man at the top of this list who is getting the biggest portion of blame No and, and as I said the fans haven't
0: lost sight of that for all his efforts to you know I, I I don't think you can doubt he wants to sell the club. And he'd agreed to sell the club. And fair play, you know, give him a round of applause for that. But he still has a duty as a custodian of the club to protect it. And we've said this for years now. But there is a very real danger that the club could go down. The value plummets, uh, massive wage bill. They have to sell loads of assets. It's a gamble he takes regularly it was a gamble to keep Steve Bruce uh, last April paid off he would have been chuffed with himself for doing that it's a gamble to to only bring in Joe Willock this summer you know you look at the teams in and around Newcastle that made four or five six sign-ins they're doing what they can to to give it the, the season the best shot I don't feel Newcastle have, have done all they can to give it the best shot and that's because of Who's above above the, the name above the door and it's the frustration. It's just as frustrating as it was a few years ago. You think of when they uh, finished fifth under Alan Pardew uh, that summer. Their their main signing was Vernon and Ita. No 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 uh, disrespect to him, but they, they needed you know a few signings to build on that. They didn't. They couldn't cope. The squad couldn't cope with playing in the Europa League the year after, and they very nearly went down at one point, didn't they? Um, it's a very different situation i know but you finished 12th it was a reasonable place to finish up in there was grounds there you know bruce wanted three or four signs originally there was grounds there to build on that to you know think why not go for the top 10 finally you know actually go for it there's a lot of talk last season about doing that but you know it wasn't long to where it's like remit and staying up and it's it's just more of the same and It's it's just the frustration, isn't it, that they're going into a game against Watford where it already feels massive. (laughs) What date are we today? September 23rd, is it? So, yeah, what more can you say, really? Uh,
1: Style of play has come up quite a lot in this survey. People have got an issue with it. Again, I get to 14% here. Um, I mean, you have watched Newcastle (laughs) United home and away now, um, well, by the the minus of the, the pandemic, but you you know yeah. you've seen a lot of Newcastle United since Bush has taken over here. And can you see an identity after all this time? I, I read a few comments the other day that um, I think it was maybe on on one of the fan um, podcasts that after all this time they're still not quite sure what is trying to achieve. Um, is that a bit unfair? Can you see a little bit of a plan and identity um, that you know at Newcastle United? It,
0: it, it's it's.
1: There not like an
0: overwhelming identity and I, I think there to be fair with Steve Bruce throughout his re, throughout his career what what would you say Steve Bruces team plays like so they're hard work and generally honest um you know he always tends to play with two people up front back four he's not like you know when you, you speak a manager like say Graham Potter or oh, I'm trying to think you know uh, Daniel Farke, even, who, who obviously is having his issues, but you, you look at them you're like, yeah, I can tell you six things about the identity of their sides, whereas with Newcastle, it, it's it has been confusing. You know, I think there are times... It, it's changed definitely from his first season, whereas before, you know, they've sat incredibly deep. I mean, there have been games this season where they've done that as well. So, at home, they started by sitting really deep yeah I, I i I don't think you can say hand on heart you know this is what you expect to see from newcastle you know it's it's been it's going the other way now where they're becoming very very open and whereas once they're solid at the back you can count on that with with Newcastle you, you can't count on that anymore and and they're becoming very stretched and it, it's probably amazingly entertaining for a neutral but for a fan or someone follows the club you, you probably are like but would fans want it like this or do you want to go back to 2019 where they're riding their luck a lot, relying on the keeper, uh, they're having nothing really up front and they're, they're smashing and grabbing, you know, defenders are scoring all their goals. It's, by now, in my opinion, they should be at a place where there is a very coherent identity um, that you know they're going to play this way but it does seem every game you're never quite sure what to expect from Newcastle. I think, you know, we go into this weekend's game, expect them to play a back four because it works so well. Um, I think Bruce was very determined to stick with a back five. You know, they played with that every game competitive or friendly since April. I think he, he, he's, he is trying to get those like building blocks in place where this is what Newcastle are about. But, yeah I, I I don't think we we do know you know compared to other managers what exactly we should expect from Steve Bruce Newcastle and you know it's it's two years into his reign now and we probably should
1: yeah I and mean, do you think it's a case that he's tried rightly or wrongly to to cater to what he thinks people want to see rather than maybe what works at the start it was. You know, I've not changed it because Rafa Benitez drilled in the players. Then it was, yeah. oh, we'll go a bit more expansive. Oh, it didn't work. I mean, I remember the, the thrashing against Leicester, I think it was, where he came out and he said something. You know, we, we tried to go a bit more expansive and we got, look, 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 kind of, look what's happened. I mean, I'm paraphrasing there. But we, we uh, do you feel we're, we're yet to see Steve Bruce really take it by the scruff of the neck and say, you know what, screw this. I'm going to play the way I want. I don't care what the last man do. I don't really care what... Far, what I'm hearing it, or what I'm being told, fans are saying, we're going to do what's best for you know the team and what's best for, you know for me in a way because this is what I believe works. Well, I
0: I thought the the whole my way thing, you know, if oh, okay. we can go into how bonkers that was, but you know, he he made a point of saying that the Sheffield United defeat, and then they played Arsenal next, four four two, Andy Carroll up top with Cal Wilson, and that is. You know, Steve Bruce. Uh, he's always played with either one just off the front man or two up top, and you have seen Newcastle do that for for a few months now. But when they play with four four two, it was completely torn apart by Arsenal. Not great Arsenal side, by the way. And I think he's he's caught between the defenders he has. Prefer playing deep. Barlow the there's not much pace there. Um, he's. He's, he's balancing that with well we've got two brilliant forwards game changers who we need to get service to and it's just been a bit of a mishmash you're seeing players playing out of position he's been so wedded to the system that rather than maybe fitting what suits the players the the you know forward players the best he's he's, he's got the back line in mind all the time but the problem is the back line are he can goals left right and center and the team as a whole aren't defending well enough. Um, I think if you play with a back five, the very least you expect is to be solid, but Newcastle are regularly conceding two, three goals, and I think their only clean sheets uh, since February all came against relegated sides, and that probably tells you everything. Um, so will we? Will we see, you know, an identity before the end of season? It just feels for me, you know, they'll probably go back to a back four against Watford, but. In terms of a medium long-term plan what is it you know until that stops working are they gonna go back to a back five again you know it, it feels like a cycle really um, as you saw the previous two years that the formation it'll stick with it if it gets a result and then there'll come a time where it will change again and formation is a big part of of your identity
1: on to question uh, number nine sorry so has Steve Bruce been treated unfairly bad in Newcastle High hierarchy? Now, I was definitely in the camp that he that he had been hung out dry a little bit because, as you mentioned, Kieran, the failure to get in at least one loan signing is just absolutely baffling. You know, we've seen with the injury to Callum Wilson, Newcastle are left. You know, I mean, St. Maxim played, you know, really well, I thought, in the, in the central role against uh, Leeds United. But how... How long is that gonna is, is that gonna work for, especially against a, a team who um and I'm not saying what for the Wolves are these teams, but you're gonna come up against sides who are much more defensively strong than Leeds are. I mean Leeds were yeah. just as open as Newcastle were at the back. So it's a Maximum in many ways had that chance to roam without really um, you know, much uh, opposition if you want. But if you come up against a side which is strong at the back, then it's a maximum, I think, is gonna struggle in that central role. So you're left without um you know a real goal scoring instinct if callum wilson is out and it, you know they should have gone out and got somebody you know they should have gone out and got someone on loan at, at, at the very least we've got um how, how many people have we got here so was bruce unfairly treated 48 percent said yes and 52 percent said no so very very close yeah. um what do you make of those results yeah, I think it
0: might be one of the closest results, isn't it, of the whole, yeah. whole survey? And it's quite telling. I think there are people who will feel, you know, Steve Bruce went into this job with his eyes wide open. Uh, there are plenty of people who had worked under Mike Ashley before or had seen, you know, the regime firsthand who would have told him all about it. But he felt, you know, I can't resist my boy club. I I can be the one, you know, try and and you know, to a point, he, as I said before, he, he's got more out of Mike Ashley than he's. His predecessors, as we said with the change of transfer policy, with paying in installments. but it, 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 you all, every manager under Mike actually has hit that wall and he hit it probably, it probably surprised him how he hit it this summer, you know, to think that you couldn't bring a player in on loan it, it just seems ridiculous really, I know Hamza Chowdhury isn't going to be the difference between Newcastle finishing the top 10 and not but it just would have given everyone that that little bit of push I think in that squad. He's the kind of player on the training ground who would have really raised things even further. Um and I think that's why you know fans can see that it just seems it doesn't seem right that they weren't able to do that. And I think they sympathy probably isn't the word, but I think they're fans who recognize that you know other clubs don't operate like this and he's kind of been left to his own to, to face the music as well because I think the biggest thing for me since he's taken charge, you know, he's he's the one person we hear from every week. So whether it's vaccinations, whether it's the takeover, he's having to answer questions on all these things. And bar that club statement, which we'll get on to, um there's there's no one else at the club coming out and, and, and helping him in that way. And you know, you could say he's he's a he's a big guy, 60 he should be well able to handle the pressure of being a Premier manager, but he's having all this on top. Um, and that's why I think there are people who feel that yeah, he has been a bit unfairly treated, because you, you add it all up, it's it's been a bit of a thankless task for him um, at times. But equally, as I said, he went into it with his eyes wide open, and you know there were enough people telling him, come back to July 2019, you'd be mad to take this because... X, Y, Z, and a lot of those things have, have come to fruition, really.
1: Thank you for tuning in to Everything is Black and White podcast. We'll get back to the show in just a moment. We just urge you guys to please subscribe to the podcast through whichever platform you use. Totally free to do. Just means every time we upload a new episode to our channel, you'll get a notification saying we've done just that. And you can listen to it straight away. And if you get the chance to leave us a review as well, that would be much appreciated. That really does help us out. You can also follow Chronicle Live's New United channels over on social media. We're at Chronicle NUFC on Twitter, Facebook, and Instagram. And you can email us here at the show with your feedback, your comments, your questions, whatever. Just drop us a line at the EIBW podcast at reachplc.com. And you can also stick a date with everything to do with the club by subscribing to our daily Newcastle United newsletter. That's also free. And you'll get a morning news roundup, an evening news roundup, and a breaking news alert as well. And that'll get emailed directly to your inbox. The link for that is in the show notes. Hit that, scroll down to sport-Newcastle United, tick the box, and you'll all be signed up. Once again, thank you for listening. And we'll now get back to the show. On that statement, then I guess as you've just mentioned, Steve Bruce is the public figure for Newcastle United. He is the one that gets all the flak. You know, a lot of the issues that he gets flak for are not his his problem. You know, it's not his doing. Um and then when Newcastle United do come out, it, it didn't really seem a united statement. Um, from those, you know, when you read it, it seemed to maybe it was a bit of a warning shot to say you you know, you knew when we signed Joe Willick know what would happen that there would be no money more money to spend what did you yeah. make of that statement
0: yeah i mean uh, it was it was it was great to to get something that wasn't just about the bloody premier league <laughs> wasn't it <laughs> um that's why i first when i first saw the, the the headline of it and then when you read it you're like wow well, yeah this is very much you know read to me get back in your box um and it was always telling i felt you know you no, the Premier League club had to come out and make a statement like this. Um, Newcastle weren't the only club who only signed one player, but Liverpool got Konate and Man City got Jack Grealish. They didn't have to come out and say, oh, this is why we only signed one player. is what Newcastle did and thought that was quite telling. And, you know, you, you read it and you, you reread it and they're just, because there was no name put to it, it was always going to get taken apart, you know, and I felt personally... It's been quite telling all the times where we, we really would have needed a club statement for clarity on issues. Um, I go back to even the, the Bin Zayed group interests around the time when when uh, Rafa Benitez had just left, even during the time when, when there was so much uncertainty about Rafa Benitez, admittedly they couldn't say much because it was sensitive, but there have been times where you would have welcomed really proactive communication. Um, and this time it's come, I think, in my opinion, from people at the top feeling that, no, no, it's not right that Steve Bruce has been wrong. They've almost smarted from that, and that's what's led to a statement. And, you know, there there are certain things in there that, you know, got under the skin of fans. Um, The idea, you know, we're, we're better together as a fan base, you know, almost, like, taking that support, like, there's been no one who's who's stood by Newcastle more than the fans over the years, you know, they, they, they're still going across the country, you know, three, four thousand of them every second weekend. You're still getting, you know, for admittedly, while people have walked away, you're still getting high attendances at St. James's. You know, they have every right to feel the way they want about the club. They don't even be told by the club, you know we got to stick together they know that themselves but if they have every right to make their feelings clear when they're not happy about certain things and um, I, as I said because there wasn't a name put to it it just felt and I, I just it was the first real sign I think of there is tension there between those above and those and, and Steve Bruce that um, the idea that Steve Bruce had some but hung out to dry. That that from from where I sit in, that seemed to annoy those at the top because they feel he, he went into this. Like as I said, eyes wide open. You got your number one target. You should be happy, kind of a thing. Um, and of course, he's a manager. He should be pushing for more.
1: We'll fly through the last few slides. And these are the, we asked fans to put in. Uh, responses to certain questions so it wasn't multiple choice it was open to them to to pop in their answers to uh, these questions so this one if Bruce and Newcastle United part company who would you realistically manage uh, want to manage the club um how as you can see I uh, got the majority of the responses um again in very different forms even though it looks like how has been spelled right every single time um I totted it up and it was a, a at least 2,000 people out of um Nearly 6,000 people wanted Eddie Howe. Lampard mentioned him. Jones is in there. Um, Frank Lampard mentioned it a, a few times. Yeah, yeah, you know, so I mean, we know that that tends to be the name that is touted about because the last time we did a survey and thousands of you again responded Eddie Howe was, was top of that list. Um, and then it would be an interesting choice. Obviously, he took Bournemouth down, he had a lot of money to spend. But do you think, Kieran? And obviously, I mean, the feeling is Steve Bruce is kind of safe until, you know, yeah. you really get to a point where Newcastle have to act. And we know Mike actually doesn't tend to do that until the last minute. But with Eddie Howe, and he's such a popular choice with Newcastle fans, is that because people think he he, he can he can uh, put a bit of an identity into a team? You're watching Eddie Howe outside and you know what they're trying to achieve.
0: Yeah, I think they'll the look at that and, He's still a young manager as well. I think it's it's quite telling when you look at all the the people put forward. They're all under fifty. Uh, so Eddie Howe, Frank Lampard, um, Graham Jones, even they're all youthfulish characters in terms of you know they what fans would probably view as exciting appointments. Um, what I would say, I think if Newcastle were to make a change, the I could see them certainly going for some of the Premier League experience. Eddie Howe has that, but he's got that relegation to his his name. He spent money, as he said. Would he fit what they want? And I still feel there are going to be managers out there who look at this from the outside and think, as big a club as Newcastle is, you know, do I want to work for the regime, and do I want to work when this takeover uncertainty is it bubbling in the background? Because in my opinion, the actual situation between when Steve Bruce was appointed two years ago and now it's still so uncertain. You know, Michel Arteta didn't want the job two years ago ultimately because he felt it was it was far too uncertain for, for a young manager to go in. I think there will be a lot of managers who will be willing to take that risk, but there'll be some who, who would be put off by that. And that's, that's the worry. And I think if you look at the People they've previously appointed, you know, it's often been quite left field as well. Just because Eddie Howe is the one that fans would want if they ever did make a change, doesn't necessarily mean they'll, they'll listen to that. You know, I think they, they're they not averse to making some really left field, you know, figures from Premier League past who have kind of gone out of your mind, you somehow come back in. And that would be, I, I nearly have a feeling that there'd be someone like that, that they'd ultimately... Go for, you know, whoever that may be. But I think it's not Quincy. look at, you know, Pardew, McLaren, um, Joe Kinnear, uh, Steve Bruce, you know, Rafa Benita as a side, it's a similar kind of profile and experience. And I think I'd nearly say that that would be the kind of one they'd end up going for. But you can see why the fans would think how it would be the, the appointment they need. He's obviously worked with a lot of those players at Bournemouth. Um but I, I do I think the regime might surprise you if they ever did make a change. I, I personally think they're gonna stick with Steve Roos for a while, yeah,
1: anyway. Mm, if they did make a change, I do fear sort of a big Sam return, you know. When you cast all right sort of right down in the mix of it and then you want to come and save, um I do I, I don't. I do fear that, but of course it's just my opinion and uh, I don't think it actually would happen. But yeah, and obviously we pass our best on to uh, Joe Kenny and his farm as well. Um yesterday Sally announced that he's suffering from Dementia, which is a uh, you know horrible news. So, our best wishes passed on on there from everyone in Chronicle Live. Um, on to the final couple, then, Kieran. We've got, um, yeah, what, what did you make of the club's statement on the summer transfer business? We've talked about the statement. Um, a lot of people just <laughs> rubbish, pathetic, rubbish, embarrassing. Um, a few words I'm not going to read out. Um, poor, yeah, as we've said, you know, as you've said, and you're fans so of every right to to kind of look at that. Uh, Statements and then analyse it and, and, and voice their discontent. We then have what are the positives at the club currently? Um, overwhelmingly, none, yeah. <laughs> which again is expected. But we'll get down into. I mean, the fans. We know how great the fans are, as you mentioned, going home and away, supporting them. They did really well against Leeds, back them against Manchester United. It took until the final five minutes until they really started to voice their their anger. The fans are always there, always brilliant, and Alan St. Maxim as well, who's been the standout performer. He's had a great season. Yeah, uh, Kieran, just just a word on Saint and how he started this season and how crucial he is to Newcastle. Yeah, it's it's
0: it's been a joy to watch. Um, I think there there's so many things that have encouraged me. I think the end product, as I mentioned before, um, it's been involved in sixty six percent of their goals this season. I know they haven't scored a, a ridiculous amount of goals, but you know that's that's really good. Um, you see it when the chips are down as well, how he's stepping up. So. What should have been a winning goal against Southampton, right? The death. And then, you know, the atmosphere genuinely inside St. James has changed when he equalised against Leeds, you know, he kind of felt, oh, has he done the classic thing where he's taken it too far? He's taken too many and he's just a brilliant shot. And, uh, he's, he's brilliant. I, I, I think what what's really encouraged me as well is he's really, really benefited from a full preseason. He He arrived late his first season, you know, the deal was done late in the window. Uh, just before the start of the new season. I think he only played one friendly. Then last season obviously the preseason was was weird because there was such a small gap between the previous season ending and then the new season start. But this season he's actually I think you know whatever five, six preseason games, all that training. Um he looks really durable and he's finishing 90 minutes and he's he's playing you know every game and that bodes really well because um, I think there've been. it's very rare from what I can remember where he's, he's managed to start five games in a row and play 90 minutes in all five of those games. So that's a huge bonus. As mentioned, that comment there, there are going to be clubs taking interest. Um, obviously, with finances changing again, with the pandemic easing in football terms, you know the, the fans are coming back, the, the TV money, etc., uh, there'll be clubs across the continent who will be taking all these performances. You know, it's one thing, you know, being like Adam Atriori where, you know, you're a ridiculous asset in terms of just taking the team up the pitch. It's another thing when you actually score goals, create goals at this level, um, and that's going to attract interest. But all I would say about him is um, the fans have been so important to him. They've made him feel so welcome. He, he really enjoys playing for Newcastle. And as... Probably as you know, depressing as it can be at times, he is the main man. The, the The players all look at him a similar way. The fans do; they all like applaud him and training when he does ridiculous tricks. They all really rely on him, and I think he relishes that. Whereas if he was just a small part in another side, I'm I'm not so sure he'd be as um, as content. Really, so I think that's that's an aspect to take into account. But equally, he wants to see the club be ambitious and. You know, I think next summer is going to be really interesting because if if Newcastle don't properly strengthen next summer, the danger is you could lose a player like that. Um, And they really need to do all they can to keep him for as long as they can because I think there's so much more to come from him and it's it's really exciting. And as you say, that's been one of the main positives, you know, is I think that response to that question was, was the most sobering for me that literally someone saying none, you know, Thousands of people just saying no, they're not positives, and uh, to only be a few games in, and fans feeling that it, it's 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 quite heartbreaking, really. Um, as 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 expected as it is, it just shouldn't be the way.
1: Yeah, I think I think Newcastle benefit as well from the fact he needs. I think he needs a full season yeah. at a consistent level before top seven, top eight side will come yeah. in. And splash what will probably be a very expensive um, transfer fee, considering the contract is under. On to the final slide. Yeah, then and it is what is your message to Steve Bruce? And as you can see, resign, leave, go, resign, go now. You get the, the general gist of things. Um, he knows he's got to get results, um, because it doesn't look good at the table at the moment. The fans, I think, um, I think most fans are realistic, as we've seen with what Newcastle can achieve. They're realistic as well. And when it comes to Steve Bruce, when he deserves praise, he'll get it. When he doesn't, you will get it. Um, you know, I think the majority are respectful in, in, in the way they approach that. And, yeah, Kieran, you know, we know how a lot of fans are feeling. Just goes back to this weekend, I guess, and he just needs to make sure his team pick up three points this weekend and, and kickstart their season. Yeah, I think what's what's lost maybe
0: sometimes is, is is fate in his own hands. You know, if the team win games, yeah, there'll be people who will feel, oh, I don't want Steve Bruce as manager, but if the team is, is, is actually playing well and winning games, then... You know those calls won't be as vociferous and i think that's what he will know himself that he's got to cocoon the squad and block out the noise that whole cliche and just realize not everyone's out to get you this is your dream job you're in control you can decide how this goes and if newcastle go on a run of wins Certainly get loads of credit from us. He'll certainly get credit from us. You know, it's 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 not like we're we're going into this with some kind of idea that no matter what he does, he won't get credit. It, it's it's we're literally judging what happens on the field. You know, I think everyone was was really worried by that opening twenty minutes against Leeds, but equally they they were much better as, as the game wore on, and, and that was reflected in the reporting as well. So he is in his in charge of. It's own destiny and it's
1: where he wants to go with it fantastic well Kevin, i appreciate you coming on today. everything is black my podcast and talking us through the results to the big bruce survey now the article with a bit of analysis and a more in-depth look into those results will be online and chronicle live in the next hour or so if you're listening to this later in the day or tomorrow it'll be online right there and now so i'll put the link into the comments both on youtube facebook twitter and the podcast description as well so please remember like and subscribe and click through that as well and take a bit of a read and uh, thank you for tuning in and enjoy the rest of your week